and you're listening to America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Well, not exactly. Uh, that's partly true, partly not true. You're listening to America's Web Radio, but Jim Weber's up in uh, he's up in New York, and I'm not sure where Steve Ronaldo is. He's out uh, checking out cars somewhere. I can assure you. I think he's on a tour, as a matter of fact. But uh, you've got me. They let me sit in every now and then and uh, play like I know what I'm talking about, which we all know I don't know what I'm talking about. But we've got somebody, we've got a very special guest today that uh, he definitely knows what he's talking about. We've got Brian Grams on from Volo, is that right, Volo Cars? Is Volo the right way to say it, up in Illinois? Yep, Volo Automuseum. Volo Automuseum. Well, welcome to the Classic Car Show, Brian, and uh, we're going to chat about your museum, and I I recommend, we've got it up on our screen, and if you go to our website and... uh, Hit the use stream and get through the beer commercial. Then you'll see uh, the uh, Volo Car Museum website. Right now, I've got it uh, on their used cars. And uh, Brian and I are going to talk about that. We'll go back to their homepage. And there's their homepage. And that's uh, Jerry Grimm's. I wonder if he's uh, any kin to you. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually my brother. We're uh, we've got. Well, we're on our fourth generation of family members uh, working the business right now, so <laughs> a lot of family there. A lot of family. Well, I, t- I tell you what, I, I've, we've been very fortunate, and uh, we've been doing the show now since uh, 2005, so almost uh, 10 years. It'll be 10 years in April. And uh, we started doing the museums because we got very interested in uh, NAM, the National Association of Auto Museums, and uh uh, Terry Ernest has helped us a little bit, and we've just we just do like I did the other day, called Brian up and said, "Hey, we'd like to interview." And then I went to their website, and I found that uh, your website or, or your museum, in fact, is extremely unique. And let me, uh, Brian, we didn't have a, a chance to talk a whole lot, but one of the things that we, the reason we started the show, is that. Uh, all of us, or we're all the same age, Jim, uh, Jim Weber and Steve Ronaldo. We're all within a couple of years of each other. And we were very privileged to grow up in a time that, uh, you know, as soon as you turned 16, or in my case, 15, you had to have your driver's license and you had to have a car. And if you had a car, then that meant you had to work on it. So you had to make up, you had to earn enough money to. Uh, buy the socket set and you know they had these things called spark plugs they had a they had also you had timing lights and you had you had the distributor caps and you just had all sorts of neat stuff under the hood that you got to play with and we realized uh, that kids today they play with their thumbs but they don't appreciate what we think is uh made america and and that's cars and that's why we wanted to uh, start doing museums and encourage families um to go to museums uh, even grandparents in fact they're the best they should take their grandkids and uh, they can explain what that is that that's a tire there and you know you can change them tires if you get real lucky and uh, you know 
we actually had a grandparent bring uh, his grandson in, and when they were looking at the tires, he looked at the window crank and said, what's that? <laughs> Grandpa told him, well, that's how I used to get the windows up and down. The little kid started laughing. They said, no, for real, what is that? <laughs> well, this, you know, this is, this is exactly why we started and, and, and why we support all of the auto museums. And... Um, Brian, if you don't mind, tell us how Volo got started, and um, you said it's a family affair, and uh, people have got to go to your website. I mean, this is this this is not just a museum. This is a, an adventure in, uh, in, in, in it's a well, like you said. I think you call it the uh, automobile uh, Disney World. Yeah, we uh, we're always evolving, and uh, you know, we started back in 1960. We actually. Uh, started out as a resale shop selling uh, you know used lamps and furniture and stuff like that um and my father and uh, my uncle they were kind of tinkering with cars they were only you know, teenagers at the time and uh, would buy some old beat-up car for you know you know 15 20 bucks fix it up a little bit sell it for 50 dollars and you know they got kind of a reputation for having these old classic cars and uh, that ended up turning into a, a dealership which you know, it's kind of a, a turning point in the family business because my grandfather, you know, he's you know, very diehard in the resale business, and he went to my dad and uh, his brother. and said, well, are we in the resale business or are we in the car business? And they looked at him like, well, we made more money on this one car than you made in a whole month in the resale, so we're in the car business. So eventually, uh, you know, that evolved. You know, people started coming because they just wanted to see the cars. So the car sales also opened up the doors to, uh, you know, the museum, uh, and then the resale turned into an antique mall, so we've uh, you know, got about 10,000 square feet of uh, antique malls, and then, uh, oh boy, I think 12 showrooms uh, total full of uh, cars, we've got about, uh, total about 400 cars on, uh, on site. Wow. So uh, where do you get most of your cars? Oh, uh, they, they come from all over. Our, our museum cars, that. Uh, you know, we've got about 100 cars that are strictly just for display. I mean, we've, we've had them shipped in from as far as Australia for, uh, for our uh, museum selection. Uh, as far as the inventory, there's about 300 uh, collector cars that are for sale. We do travel around a lot of different shows, auctions and such, but a lot of people, they know we exist, they know we're there, they bring their cars to us. So we're, we're fortunate in that uh, you know, respect that we have people bring their cars to us. We don't have to you know, do the hunting. Do you all uh, do you still do some of your own restoration, or do you have a restoration shop? Or no, uh, we don't do any restoration. I mean, if it's something special, like one of the museum pieces, uh, you know, like we bought one of the uh, Green Hornet cars uh, from the Black Beauty, and it was a stunt car and it was kind of beat up. Uh, we did have that restored, you know, for our museum display. But when it comes to the collector cars, I mean, you can't restore one for what it would sell for. So the only way we'd be able to buy a car, restore it, and sell it at a profit would be to cut corners and you know make a a pretty car that isn't exactly the greatest car. <laughs> well, so we just buy and sell. We don't restore them. If uh, if we were if I'm on your well, I am on your website. Sort of take us through. Uh, I know you have a. Um, Restaurant uh, there, but where 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 do I go to start the tour of the, your your uh, facility as well as your website at the same time? Well, if you're at our homepage, you got four different options. You've got our cars for sale, our attractions, our gift shop, 
in uh, our events. So you can, uh, you know, whatever you're interested in, if you're looking for cars for sale, you can click on there and our whole inventory uh, is listed there, which, you know, you can search it by, you know, year, make, model, convertible. If you're looking for a frame off restored car, you know, we got a bunch of search options. And if you go to the uh, to the attractions page, uh, it breaks it down between all the different, you know, types of museum pieces we have. We have our Duesenberg room, uh, which we have about nine uh, different Duesenbergs in there. Wow. Uh, we also have our Bizarre Car Collection, which is anything from a 14-foot-tall, you know, functional running-driving roller skate to a running-driving piano. <laughs> Uh, we've got our celebrity cars, which, uh, you know, anything from uh, Elvis's car, you know, to, to Britney Spears' car, you know, a wide variety uh, of celebrity-owned cars. And then our most popular is our TV and movie car selection. Uh, you know, we've got cars, you know, dating back, uh, you know, one of the one of the first General Lees ever built, uh, you know, right on up to, uh, you know, Transformers from, uh, you know, the recent years. So a wide variety of uh, different vehicles uh, in, our, in our TV and movie car collection as well. So, uh, what uh, you know, like we were talking, or I was talking earlier, that we're interested in kids getting involved and and uh, and learning the history of cars. What would you say you all have evolved, as you said, from from uh, uh, retail into the auto museum type and and selling of cars? What what is your all's mission now, and and how do you? Uh, do you go after the families and after kids as well? It looks like you do. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, when we first were you know, opened up as a museum, it's basically just our inventory. People were coming because uh, you know they wanted to see '57 Chevys and '65 Mustangs. Now you know, car shows and cruise nights are so popular; they don't need to go to a museum to see that type of car. So that is what drew us into stuff that was a little bit different that you can't see at, uh, you know, a car show, like our TV and movie cars and such. And, uh, you know, so we evolved into that. And then the next thing, you know, was getting, you know, the entire family involved. You know, we don't want just dad walking around. We want, you know, mom and the kids and the grandparents and everybody. Um, and I actually have a six-year-old daughter myself, and that's kind of what sparked that. You know, the, the next evolution, so to speak, we uh, started up our kids' museum, which has a lot of different... Uh, you know, like cartoon cars, like uh, uh, Tomator from Cars and Lightning McQueen to the Scooby-Doo van. Uh, we were even able to get our uh, hands on the car from the Cat in the Hat. Uh, then we also have a lot of different other displays in our kids' attraction as well. Uh, a lot of Disney uh, characters, Looney Tune characters. Um, you know, it's a, a set up in a much, much more interactive atmosphere. Do you, uh, you're open uh, 365 days a year with the exception of Easter, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, is that right? That is correct. And your hours are? We're open uh, from 10 to 5 every day. And, you know, as we were uh, talking for a second yesterday, um, you know, down here in the south, if, if it's below 30 degrees, we're having a hard winter, and it's, uh, you know, we come up with all sorts of excuses why we can't go outside uh where you all are located you might have two or three inches of snow on the ground or two or three feet of snow on the ground <laughs> what, what do you all do in those cases well you know the phones are still ringing uh, no matter how much snow is on the ground so we're open 
<laughs> That's incredible. Uh, we, don't, we don't we don't have much uh, you know in attendance as far as the uh, you know, the museum attractions, but our car sales uh, you know that's year round that never stops. So we got to be there to, to take those calls. So uh, let's talk about the car sales for a second. Which we most museums. Well, I got I got to ask you one question first before we get into that, and I, I would assume with your events and attractions that you do, but we've been amazed that. I don't think we've talked to a museum yet that hasn't had a wedding, at least one or two. How about you all? Do you all uh, have weddings at, at your museum? You know, we don't have a, uh, a facility for it, uh, no banquet hall or anything like that, but this past summer we actually did have our first wedding. We've got a, a, a park right by our entrance, you know, some water fountains and a you know, gazebo and stuff like that, but uh, it's all manicured with flowers and that. And uh, a couple wanted to get married there, and their favorite car is a 70 Chevelle. So we parked the 70 Chevelle, you know, out in the area there for their photos. So we did have one wedding. <laughs> and you'd probably have some more if the opportunity presented itself, huh? Possibly, yep. <laughs> okay. As long as they don't want to have the reception here, they can get married here. <laughs> well, maybe that'll be another addition to the park, another evolution or something. Possibly. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and it'll be a very quick break, and come back with Brian Grams talking about uh, Volo Car Museum up in Volo, Illinois. And it um, is fascinating. I, I really recommend everybody that's listening to uh, uh, go to the uh, go to their website and be thumbing through it uh, as we're talking. And uh, we will be back right after this message from our favorite insurance company, J.C. Taylor. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Do your children know where their food comes from? At ConnectingFarmToFork.com, there's all kinds of ways to help your child understand how 300 million of us here in America stay nourished, clothed, and healthy. Activities, food facts, and farm visits help young people learn about America's hardworking farmers and have lots of fun doing it. Visit ConnectingFarmToFork.com today for a learning experience that will really grow on you. ConnectingFarmToFork.com, brought to you by the people who care at Feedstuff's Food Link. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to uh, America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. We've got Brian Grams on from Volo Auto, uh, Volo Car Museum uh, in Volo. And, and you want to tell everybody exactly where Volo is? It's not a, exactly a common uh, city in, in my knowledge. Well, when I was growing up, the uh, population of Volo was 200 people. I think they've got uh, a couple thousand in there now. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, it's a real small town uh, north of Chicago, about 40 miles. And and you all picked it just because you were there? 
you know, and it was, uh, it's actually, it's an old dairy farm that was built back in the 1800s, and it had a, uh, a farmhouse and a, uh, a barn with a couple other chefs on it, and it was just the, uh, the perfect location for, you know, for a family business, you know, they had the resale business out of the barn, and you know, lived in the farmhouse and had all the tools in the sheds. That's neat, that's neat. Um let me ask you, Brian, let's get back to your, uh, we'll get back on the museum in a minute, but let's talk about your car business for a second. Uh, you made the point that you're there almost every day, 365 days a year, and uh, and that uh, you're open for the phone calls and so forth. Do you do a lot of business uh, outside of uh, your state, and uh, would you say you ship all over the place? And, and if so, how does that all come about and what are you looking for buying wise and what are you looking for uh, selling wise well the uh, yeah most of our business is actually through the internet and uh, a lot of it is you know sight unseen car deals and uh, yeah we ship them all over the world we just uh, just had a, a collector uh, wants to get a collection together of 150 cars and he just bought uh, 60 cars from us wow. and shipped them to Indonesia so we've uh, we yeah we've we've shipped cars all over the world. There's no doubt about that. Um, but you know it's it's all thanks to the internet. You know people go on there and uh, you know we give a presentation of the cars. You know there's a ton of photos there, the description, and then uh, you know they're always welcome to take the next step. The order or sales guys will take a video. You know if you've got a, a smartphone, they will sit there you know with their phone and walk around the car and you know, show you everything. You know, if you don't. Uh, you know, if you're not able to make that trip out, you know, we can have the you know, inspectors come out and look at the car for you. So we make it uh, you know, as very comfortable as possible for somebody to buy a car, uh, you know, sight unseen. Okay, I, I was, uh, I'm on your uh, Cars for Sale page right now that starts out with a bicycle. Uh, is that a motorbike? I guess it is, isn't it? Yes, uh, a, a replica Indian board track racer. Okay. I, I noticed... Um, and now, my love was my 1961 Austin Healey, and um, I noticed you. Do you you have a Healey, but it's a kit. It's not. Uh, I don't want to say the real thing, but it's not the real right. thing. Uh, do you sell a lot of kit cars? We do uh, a small amount. They're not uh, not one of our biggest sellers, but. I uh, feel you know, like this one here, you know, it's red. It's got a Chevy 350 motor, and it. it's a fun car to drive. It's, uh, you know, kind of like the four man's Cobra, so to speak. It's, uh, you know, it's got performance. It's got looks. It's, uh, it's a pretty neat car. So we do well with, uh, you know, some stuff like that. You know, like the Porsche 550 Spiders and, uh, you know, some of the replicas like that. Do you, uh, do you ever get any, um, do you ever get any uh, original Austin Healey's in? We do on occasion, yes. Well, if you get one, give me a call. If I can, uh, you know, if it's uh, within a, a reasonable range, um, your Chevy El Camino nineteen is that the? It's an original, three-speed auto. Yeah, I'm honest with you. The the reason my brother's picture is on the uh, cars for sale or yeah, uh, yeah cars for sale page because he manages uh, the sales division. I actually ran the uh, museum. Oh, okay. I don't know the inventory of the uh, the for sale cars that well. Well, uh, we will we will jump off of that and go back to the museum then. Uh, but we'll talk about it and, and uh, 
you know, maybe we'll get your brother on one of these times and, and talk about the used car, the classic car uh, sales end of it. Uh, yeah. When when you walk into the you walk onto the the museum lot, um, what, what's the first gotcha when you when you walk in the gate and and start looking around? Well, as soon as you pass the ticket booth, you walk into our Duesenberg room, uh, which is kind of uh, you know one of the highlights of the museum. You walk in and it's your know, marble floors, chandeliers, um, and there's I think seven Duesenbergs on display as well as a, uh, a, a factory-built replica of the, uh, of the 18, 1887, I think it was, Benz, the first car built. Uh, so you have a, you know, one of the replicas that were built in the 60s on display there as well. And then uh, we do have, besides just the cars, you know, there's a theater in there where people can sit down, and right now we're playing that, you know, the evolution of the Batmobile is showing you know, the other you know, how the Batmobile started out from the comics on up to the new, you know, Batmobile, you know, the Tumblr, and the different versions and such like that. And then, uh, you know, you just go from there and you go from showroom to showroom, and it's, it's a mixture. You know, we don't, we don't believe in keeping all of the alike together, so to speak. We like to mix it up. Mm-hmm. So when you walk into a showroom, it's, it's all different. There's, you know, cars for sale. There's, you know, movie cars. There's, you know, bizarre cars. It's all kind of mixed in so that it doesn't get monotonous and, and, and boring. Do uh, do our, or most or all of your cars trailer queens, or do you uh, take your cars out for drives? No, we actually uh, try to shy away from the trailer queens. We do much better with the uh, with the cars that are drivable, you know, number two, number three condition. Um, you know, it's a hobby. People love to drive their cars, and I mean, that's what they're for. They're not, you know... They weren't built to be put on a trailer. <laughs> we well, do get some of those in, but you know, our 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 goal is is the nice drivers. That's incredible. Have any of your? I have to ask you. You have uh, one of your things is the theater that you go into. Speaking of theaters, have uh, any of your cars besides the ones that obviously the Batmobile and all that? But do do any of the. Um, uh, motion picture uh, picture directors and so forth come to you and, and want to borrow your car or rent, not borrow, but rent your cars for a movie or anything like that? Oh, yeah. We work uh, uh, very closely with all the different uh, studios of Warner Brothers and Matt. Uh, most recently, Superman, Man of Steel, that was filmed here in Illinois, and we supplied uh, the cars for that. Uh, probably one of the most notable is the Duesenbergs that uh, were driven in The Great Gatsby. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio. We actually uh, sold Warner Brothers a brown one and a red one, and uh, they painted them both yellow to, to look like the you know, same car on, uh, on screen. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was ours there. That's neat. And uh, I guess uh, people can pretty well, if they have a need for it, they can go online and uh, see what you have and what's available. Uh, do they do they ever call and, and say, uh, you know, I, I'm looking for, and then you all go out and search for that type of car? We have a, an automated system. If somebody's looking for a particular car, they can fill out a, a wish list, so to speak, on our website. Yeah, they'll get an email notification if we do run across something like that. They'll shoot them an email with the picture, the description, and that. Oh, neat. So we're, we're in the museum. We've started uh, the tour. We've gone through the Duesenberg. Uh, where do we go next, and, and what's, what's a special attraction? Or, again, what's going to make a kid drop their jaw and say, wow, 
that's cool. Well, uh, we have several several showrooms. Uh, like I said, we're always evolving, so that means putting up new buildings too. <laughs> so you're like so you go from one showroom to the next, and uh, uh, the first showroom that you walk into, that's mainly our our cars for sale. We do have. Uh, the motorcycle from Ghost Rider sitting in there on display, but everything else in there is for sale. That's our sales offices. Um, and that also uh, leads on to our military museum, which we do have a, a pretty good-sized military museum, and uh, it's set up really neat. Like, it's it's something that you would see at Disney. You know, it's got lighting effects, gunfire, and all the uh, equipment is set up in an actual scenery you know, with mannequins, you know, with the with the guns and stuff like that, and it's all era correct. You know, there'll be a you know a German uh, military vehicle with the you know, mannequins in German uniforms carrying you know, the proper uh, guns and uh, weaponry in that, and that's pretty neat because people walk in there. And not only is it educational, but it's entertaining too. So they walk through and you get educated, and you don't even know it. And I, I see that you have a, a jet engine, prototype jet engine. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, an early '40s uh, prototype that was on uh, was never in a plane. That's what they would have used on a rocket sled. That uh, was basically like a train car that they would put the rocket on. They launched the rocket down these train rails uh, for testing, and that's what that one was used for. I, I I can't help but look at this and and ask the question: Who's the adult child that is the dreamer that says, "I want to do this" or "I want to do that"? within the museum that's actually uh, that's my nephew that's in the picture <laughs> okay uh, yeah he's my nephew he's, he, he, when we took that picture I think he was about uh, about 12 or 13 he's about 23 now <laughs> so is he the one that helps come up with the ideas for the different displays or the different uh, showrooms Every, as you call them everybody has their uh, their own influence like I said you know my uh, my brother, he pretty much handles the the cars for sale. He's, he's the diehard sales person, buying, selling, consigning, going to the auctions, going to the shows, and you know that's strictly where his mindset is at. Uh, myself, I'm the one that's in the entertaining. You know how how do we bring people in? What is going to make them walk away and say, "Wow, that was awesome! That was neat!" Uh, you know, as far as the displays and stuff like that. Uh, but there's influence from everybody. Like I said, even my six-year-old daughter, you know, she she was a big influence as, uh, as well. So everybody's got their everybody's got their input. So so really, would you describe you and your family? Uh, you're just you're really kids that go to work and play every day, right? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, every day it's like, ooh, this looks fun. You never know what the day's going to bring. I mean, you know, a lot of jobs you walk in in the morning and you know what you're doing that day. We walk in in the morning, and we don't know what the day is uh, is going to bring us. <laughs> well, so is, uh, are you? Uh, are most of the employees family members, or do you have uh, quite a few that are are uh, not part of the family? It, it, you know, most of the, the people that are there are family members. We do have you know, outside uh, outside family members, but uh, you know, we bring them in as our own family, our employees. Boy, I'm, I'm 38 years old, and now we've got one employee that's been there since, uh, since before I was even born. That's so cool. Kind of like once once they get in, they never leave. Well, I, I you know, my gosh, you have adult toys from from one end to the other. Why would anybody want to leave? Yeah, exactly. 
That sounds like you know. I I tell you, there's a lot to be said uh, when you're talking to someone, and and radio is better than television in many ways because I can anybody that's listening right now can hear a smile in your voice that you enjoy what you're doing. And just what you're talking about is their invitation to come to the Volo Museum. I, I mean, it's just uh, it, it it's in your inflection and in your tone and in the spirit as you talk about different things. So let's let's go on. We we've, we've uh, I, I stopped at the military because that's near and dear, and uh, mm-hmm. that, that's that's quite a collection of different vehicles and artillery. I guess you're prepared if we uh, if we get attacked that you'll uncap some of these and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, like I said, I got a six-year-old daughter, and you got the story about, you know, the, the dad that sits on the porch, you know, polishing his shotgun. Mm-hmm. And I say, yeah, my daughter starts dating, I'm going to be out in the driveway polishing the tank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see, and you've got a uh, motorcycle, BMW motorcycle in the with a sidecar, no less. Now, does it yeah. run? Yes, yeah. Oh, good, okay. Yeah, That's... yeah all the, everything that we get in there... Uh, I don't think that there's anything that doesn't run. Well, well, now who do you? You said you didn't do any restoration. What about mechanics? Does someone? Uh, do you have someone on staff that takes care of them? Well, the the cars that are for sale, we sell boy, about between sixty to eighty cars every month. So they're not around long enough to really need anything. I mean, we do have a mechanic on staff that. Uh, you know, does repairs for the cars. You know, if a car comes in and the gas gauge isn't working or wipers aren't working, uh, we do have a mechanic that does work on the cars. As far as the museum cars go, uh, you know, they pretty much get their you know, gas drained and uh, you know, batteries disconnected and are pretty much just put away. Um, we do have some of our cars, uh, a lot of our TV and movie cars, we actually do rent out for display use if you've got a, a trade show and uh, you know, you're selling, uh, you know, costume uh, gear or something like that. And you want the Ghostbusters car in your booth to attract people. We wrecked out cars for things like that. So a lot of the cars do start up, run, and drive. As a matter of fact, I'm actually I'm, I'm driving the Ghostbusters car uh, tomorrow uh, to an event that we're doing with Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> so that, uh, that's going to get some miles put on it tomorrow. But uh, yeah, we do get uh, we do get the use out of them. We keep them keep them maintained. Now is that in Chicago that you're doing this, or where? Where? How far would you drive this, or did you ship uh, it to a location and you'll and you'll fly there and drive? Yeah, well, this is actually it's uh, it's about an hour away to Naperville. Oh, okay, all right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with uh, Brian Grams and Volo Museum Car Museum right after this. This is Denise Simon. Eighteen hours a day. I live in a world as an intelligence analyst. What I find is reprehensible, what I find is terrifying, what I find is treasonous. The mainstream media has completely failed the American people. So join me for the Denise Simon Experience every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. Listen to America's Voice for Energy. I'm Marita Noon, and each week I'll guide our discussion on a fresh, news-based energy topic only on America's Web Radio. 
You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Brian, you got to take the cake. Uh, we have Brian Grams from Volo Museum, Volo Car Museum, and I certainly recommend that uh, you go to their website. you got to take the cake because I've been talking with you and listening to you and not paying attention to what I should be doing, which, and uh, thank goodness I can't get, well, I wish I could get fired, come to think of it, uh, then I wouldn't have to work so hard. But anyway, um, you're doing a great job, and I appreciate you uh, coming on the Classic Car Show and talking to us about your museum. So you obviously have national attention. You work with the movie studios. How did all of this uh come about i know you told us about the going from retail into the car business but are are you actively um soliciting as far as the museum goes and the rental of your your unique cars or do people just uh how do how do they find out about y'all a lot of it uh, is word of mouth you know we don't spend a whole lot of money on uh, advertising we uh, you know we believe that if you put out a good product, people are going to talk about it. And that's, you know, we've taken the surveys and, you know, people come in. How'd you hear about us? Almost all of it is, is word of mouth. Wow. And uh, does this hold true for the, the folks that, uh, the families that just come in from all over the country to uh, go through your museum? Pretty much. Uh, I mean, we're, we get a lot of exposure. I mean, we're, we, we were, We've been on a lot of different TV shows, you know, Discovery Channel and that. They've done a lot of filming uh, by us. Uh, you know, so we're on national TV, you know, quite a bit. Um, and we just get a lot of exposure, you know, a lot of different uh, press releases, that, uh, you know, articles and stuff that are written about us. Um, we do advertise, you know, classified, you know, individual cars for sale. Uh, but as far as the museum goes, um, you know, we just, we just we do get a lot of attention. Just because, like I said, I, I believe we got a good product. So you said you're 38, and you've been there how long? Ever since you were born, I guess. Yeah, I grew up on the uh, in the house right on the property. Then, so I remember at five years old, we used to have a pet farm there, and I used to sell the uh, the feed uh, for people could go feed the animals. So I've <laughs> I've been working here since I was five years old. <laughs> well, I, I hope the child labor people didn't listen to that, or you know, go after it. <laughs> So, what's probably the most unique thing, in your opinion, the most unique thing and something that everybody should come to the museum and, and take a look at? You know, there's something for everyone in the museum. You're going to come here and you're not going to like everything, but you're going to like something. For me, I think my personal favorite is the, uh, the car from Cat in the Hat. Um, I mean, the, the movie was absolutely horrible. <laughs> the, the car was the only thing good that came out of the uh, out of the movie, but it's, it's an absolute work of art. It's, uh, they spent $1.4 million building this uh, custom car. And it's, it's like part boat, part airplane, part car. It's just a, a very wacky-looking creation, but the, the craftsmanship and that was taken in, in the building this with the, you know, teak wood and, uh, you know, uh, stainless steel fenders that were you know, riveted together and these chrome gadgets and stuff. I mean, it's just an absolute work of art. Now, how did you all? How did you all get it? You know, it's funny. Uh, we 
going into the Hollywood and TV cars, and that was mainly my passion. And once you kind of get in the niche, you get in that niche. You know, we were actually uh, at a, a, for Thanksgiving, our whole family was sitting around, and the cat in the hat car was used in a Wendy's commercial. My uncle laughed at me. He's like, hey, when are you going to get that car? You know, kind of chuckled about it. Three days later, I got a call from Universal Studios. Hey, we got this crazy car from Cat in the Hat. <laughs> so I said, yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> and how do you price something like that? You said they spent a million, million and a half building. How how do you appraise something and price it? Yeah, that's that's one of the most difficult things. You know, there's it's so hard to put a value on something like that. The only thing that we could do is what's it worth to us? You know, it might be worth less to the next guy, might be worth more to the next guy, but you know, for us, what's it worth to us? Um, some of the times, you know, it, it's just a complete shot in the dark when they were filming Fast and Furious. I got a phone call, and they say, hey, we have two semi-loads of cars, you know, right off the set of Fast and Furious 4. Do you want them? It's $50,000. I'm like, well, you know, what are the cars? Can you send me pictures? You know, what's the condition? They said, no, we've got two truckloads. The cars are loaded. We can either send them your way, or we can send them back towards the studio. It's $50,000. So, I mean, I, I completely blind. I have no idea what, what's on these semi-trucks. Uh, but, you know, we sent them a check, and they sent the, uh, the two trucks out to us. And, uh, you know, most of the cars were absolute zeros. You know, they were junk stunt cars that were beat up, blown up. But, uh, you know, they happened to have, uh, you know, Vin Diesel's black charger was on there. And there was a, uh, a Camaro that he drove and a, a car that Paul Walker drove. You know, so it did have some of the main, you know, character cars on there. So, you know, it was a, a complete shot in the dark, and, you know, we rolled the dice and, you know, came out ahead on that one. Well, do you, in a situation like that, say, I don't know how many cars you got out of it, but um, do you just scrap or junk the ones that are just totally bad? We didn't scrap any of them, but uh, we did give some away. I mean, people still love the fact that it was in a movie and they, they'll, you know, tinker with it. You know, we've had a couple of them that were just, you know, absolutely beat up, and, uh, you know, we did, like, some promotions, you know, we took people's, you know, names and got contests, and, you know, or got to keep one of the cars, and uh, some of the other ones, you know, we just sold off cheap, you know, two, $3,000, and, uh, you know, let them on their way. Huh. Yeah, we kept the good ones. Like, like you said, you walk in the door, you have no idea what the day is going to bring. Not at all. We just, uh, we just bought all this press release that, 1974 Cadillac station wagon uh, just last week that is completely off the whim. The car's been, it, it's not in the history books anywhere. All the uh, you know, Elvis enthusiasts and uh, authorities, they don't know anything about the car. They, the only mention of it anywhere is it not being mentioned at all. <laughs> Elvis, Elvis went to a, a dealership and he bought five cars and they went into detail about the four that they gave away. Well, this was the fifth one, and it was his own personal car. A collector bought it back in 1977, right after uh, Elvis passed away, and it's been, you know, sitting in private hands since, and has been completely out of the limelight. Um, and we just stumbled across it in a in a classified ad, and the ad was horrible. You know, just a 1974 Cadillac station wagon. Uh, you know, in the headline, didn't say anything about it being Elvis's car. And uh, the reason I clicked on it is there's a local guy that's got a station wagon, a Cadillac station wagon that he wants 
sell. So I was just looking around at Cadillac station wagons, so I could kind of compare it to that reading. Like, whoa! <laughs> wait, a, wait, wait, wait a second. You know, it just it just dawned on me. A Cadillac station wagon? Yep, he actually uh, had at least two station wagons. He kept it at Graceland, and that was his uh, his shuttle back and forth to his uh, to his jet. Throw all his luggage in there, and uh, his uh, white with a pink vinyl top. I, you know. I guess uh, I, I assume specially built for him or specially built period because I, yeah, I don't remember Cadillac. ever seeing a Cadillac station wagon. No, Cadillac never produced a station wagon. It was uh, there's uh, aftermarket companies that would build it, and that's exactly what happened. He uh, you know, purchased the car and had it custom built. Wow. Okay, like you said. Uh, so let me ask on this. Uh, not that I don't believe every word that you're saying, uh, I do, but. So, uh, you know, like you said, this hadn't been mentioned particularly in the past. How do you get the authenticity? How do you get it uh, authentic- authenticated? Uh, well, this one, we're fortunate enough. It has uh, the original bill of sale. It has the original MSO, and it has the uh, original uh, title and plate application, all signed by Elvis. And then uh, on the car itself, it's kind of neat. It's still got the uh, 1975 you know, Memphis uh, inspection sticker. But uh, you know, those three pieces of paperwork, the uh, the bill of sale of his signature, the uh, the MSO, and the uh, title and plate application. Now, if you go out on the road on any of these, do you get a basically a pass on them because of them being uh, classic cars and... and uh you know, uh, you don't have to license them in every state or anything like that. Is that right? Or well, well, we have our uh, our dealership, so we can put the dealer plates on there, and that insures them and registers them for for driving, you know, for temporary use. So oh, that brings up another point, and this is sort of off the museum, but I'm sure that when you're giving tours or people are there, that you're more than welcome to answer goofy questions like I'm asking, but. Uh, how do you insure something like that? Yeah, I hope you go through J.C. Taylor. They'll insure almost anything, particularly if it's classic. Well, we've car. got uh, our insurance company. I, I won't name who it is. We got our insurance company that basically an umbrella policy. You know, it's, it's X amount of coverage, and it's an umbrella that just covers everything that we have. So, you know, if uh, you know, like Elvis is covering, you know, if something were to happen to it. You know, there's more than enough coverage there. It's just determining its value, which, uh, you know, who they turn to for the value of a collector car, they turn right to us. So <laughs> they pretty much just take our word for it. And, you know, this, this is what, you know, the value of the car was. Okay, let's get back to the museum, the kids' zone. What, what are kids going to expect when they go to the kids' zone? Well, there's a little bit of kid stuff sprinkled uh, throughout. But once you get to... Uh, our, our, our newest showroom, it's just, that got built two years ago. You walk in and it just screams kids. You know, we've got uh, you know, a life-size uh, goofy statue that, uh, you know, he's hanging from the ropes and the rafters. It looks like he just fell out of the rafters to, uh, you know, brightly colored uh, theater. You know, you walk inside and we've got some kids' movies put down the outside, uh, on the inside, but the outside's all painted, bright colors, very cartoon-looking. Um, there's a lot of different kiddie rides you know, for the for the younger kids, and uh, uh, it's a Disney characters. Both Disney and Warner Brothers they had their uh, their retail stores. They'd have these big elaborate displays, you know, with like Little Mermaid and 
uh, Fantasia, Beauty and the Beast, where they have these life-size, life-like uh, statues built. And uh, they close the stores down, and they're pretty much supposed to send these back to Disney and go crush them up. They weren't supposed to get out to the public, but we're, you know, some collectors out there, you know, kept them, and we were able to get a very large selection. And we set them up as little individual movie sets. Hmm. So like Beauty and the Beast, you know, you look into it, and it's like, looking into, you know, like like you're behind the camera, you're looking at, you know, an actual movie set happening. You know, they got the statues, all the scenery, um, you know, a lot of stuff like that. And then, like I said, you know, a lot of the, the kids' cars, too, uh, you know, Mikey McQueen and uh, Tomator and that. So very, very kid-friendly. As soon as you walk in, you know, the kids kind of kind of go nuts. <laughs> uh, Brian, we're up against a, uh, another break. We'll be back with Brian Grams and Volo Car Museum right after this. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. You're listening to America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And this is just uh, more fun than I can stand. I, I, I you know, I, I told my pilot go ahead and get the Lear ready. We're going to fly up and uh, visit your museum this afternoon. Uh, you, you've got though. the you've got the landing strip ready, I assume. <laughs> well, well, we do have a Harrier jet out there, the one from uh, True Lies, and then it was also used to be Avenger. So we can get that in here. I think we can get you in. Wow! Now, how did you? I guess you got that in by truck. I assume. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually a full-size uh, fiberglass replica. We had it shipped out from California on a, on a wide load with uh, all the restrictions and permits and all that stuff. That was a, a neat piece to you know bring across country. i, I got to ask, have, have you been in a situation like that, something like that, that getting it to you costs more than the object itself? Oh, yeah. We just, uh, we just purchased the, the lifeboat from the movie Captain Phillips. Uh, you know, the one that Tom Hanks was in, that uh, mm-hmm. the big orange almost looked like a submarine. Uh, but, yeah, the shipping on that, and actually the shipping on that jet uh, cost more than the actual vehicle. That's incredible. So when we, were, when we were off the air, we were talking, I asked the question, and, and uh, because, I, I, again, it, all it takes is going to your website, and you see that there's, uh, there's love involved, but there's also a lot of talent. It, it's like we do a... a a design show, uh, and and she has a lady that's uh, in the staging business, and that's 
so you have to have talent. You don't just throw this up on the on the go and say everybody's going to love it. Who is your staging uh, person and and brilliant person, I might add, and and how do you all come up with the themes and ideas, and then who's who's the brains behind the staging of it? Well, when it comes to the uh, the museum part of things, it's uh, actually myself and my father. We pretty much, you know, do all that. You know, as far as uh, that goes, you know, I've, I've got a lot of uh, creative freedom. You know, he's got to give his final you know, stamp of approval. Uh, but what really brings it to the table is just our own experience. You know, my my dad is uh, sixty four years old, and uh, you know, when he goes someplace, he'll go to the Henry Ford Museum. And he realizes, hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit older. I need to sit down and take breaks. I'm young. I don't think about that. You know, I, I walk through the place. You know, I don't need to sit down. But that, you know, for him, okay, we need seating. We need places for these people to sit. You know, that he brings that to the table. Me, on the other hand, I've got a kid. This kid needs to burn off energy. This kid needs to, you know, be entertained as well. So we have play sets and playgrounds throughout the place, too. We actually got three different playgrounds. Well, it's kind of just bringing in our own experiences, uh, you know, that, that create, you know, what we have there. Uh, everybody brings their, their little bit of, uh, you know, knowledge to the table, and we make it work. I, this may sound like an off-the-wall off the question, but I've always been impressed with both Disney World and Disneyland that um, the number of people that they have with their little brooms and uh, you know it's it, the first time i went to disneyland out in california um you know I, even as a kid i was amazed that it. it was almost spotless so do you all uh, do you have quite a maintenance group that uh, that's there all the time uh, working to keep it uh, spit polished yeah we've got uh, a couple guys on hand that uh you know, anything from mopping the floors, cleaning the bathrooms, uh, you know, wiping down cars. Uh, so we do have a staff that does maintain the, the cleanliness. Um, you know, that's one thing that we really pride ourselves on. You know, even getting the outside, you know, when you're walking in between buildings, it's all set up like a, you know, like a village, like a nice park. You know, everything is groomed, lots of shade trees, uh, flowers, uh, you know, the old street lamps and stuff as you're walking by. We don't like to clutter things up with, you know, signs and advertising. We like to keep keep it, you know, just very clean and, you know, nice looking. And, you know, besides our maintenance staff, you know, my father, myself, you know, any of our family members, none of us are too good to bend over and pick up a, a piece of garbage or, you know, the toilet's plus, you know, I got no problem grabbing a plunger and running in there too. So we all work together to keep everything clean and, and functioning. Now, exactly what role, since it's a family affair, what role do the uh, wives play in all of this? <laughs> well, um, when you come to the ticket booth, that'll be my mother that's greeting you. If you purchase a, a car, my aunt will be doing all the uh, paperwork along with my niece. <laughs> I myself am not married, so I don't have a wife in it. Th- this is absolutely fascinating, you know. Absolutely fascinating. What um, uh, the crystal ball? What do you? Can you give us any clue about what's coming? Nope. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea what's to come. I mean, 
it'll it'll be the the slightest little thing that uh, that will happen that will spark a whole evolution. We had a Morton Arboretum. Uh, they had this old 1934 uh, tour bus. It was a, a, an open air tour bus that they donated to us. It was unrestored. We went ahead and restored it, and we started giving uh, tours. You know, we take people around, drive them around the property, and give them some history in that. It was 1934. It wasn't, you know, very practical. It would be breaking down, overheating. The brakes weren't the greatest when you got that many people on it. So then that turned into trolleys, and then it turned into a train. So, you know, just by them one day calling us up and saying, hey, we have this old truck, well, that sparked off a whole a whole new thing for us with uh, with tours. You know, like I said, we got trolleys, trains, and, you know, stuff like that that people can go for, uh, you know, ride around the property and, you know, get some of the history and, uh, you know, take an actual, uh, you know, sit-down tour. So you never know. <laughs> the littlest thing, you know, one little thing will, will, will change the face of the place. So um, with that, can, do you do it sort of like uh, Disney World? You'll have stops where people can get off and then they can get back on the next uh, trolley or train that comes along? No, it's uh, it's pretty much just one ride where, you know, you'll get on and off at the same location. Oh, okay. Well, well, well I mean, it's, you know, it's about a 15-minute ride to cover the, uh, you know, the property. You know, we don't make it too long because... You know, like I was saying, you know, when you come here, you're not going to love everything, but you're going to love something, and that's the problem that we found out. We're trying to do like hour-long tours, but people that cared about the cars from the 20s and 30s didn't care about the celebrity-owned cars. The people that cared about the celebrity-owned cars didn't care about the uh, you know the kids stuff. So we just kept it short, to like a 15-minute tour. That way, there you don't get bored. So. I'm I'm coming to uh, Volo, and and coming to the museum. Should I set aside one day or two days, or how long does it take to really take in everything about the museum? Uh, if you were to actually walk down every aisle that we have here and see everything, you will walk about eight miles. But you know, a lot of people don't want to see everything. You know, a lot of people just want to come and see the uh, car museum. They don't want to go through the antique malls. Uh, but generally speaking, people that come for their first time, they'll spend four to five hours. Do you, do you have folks? Uh, it, it, well, this this is something with all museums to get people back that have been there. Uh, do you all are you continually changing your your? Uh, uh, the cars that you have on display or, or the attractions that you have, like will you um, readjust or, or make uh, changes in, in your kids, uh, the kids' zone, or will you make changes in the next year or two in, in uh, your uh, Duesenberg display? Or do you all continually keep changing and updating or making, uh, making it different? So if I come this year, uh, it'll be a treat to come next year because... Th- Something will have changed. Nothing is permanent there. <laughs> we, we we sell memberships, and we've got people that uh, you know that come back every thirty days because you know there there are changes uh, that happen within the place within the thirty day period. Wow, minor changes, but there are changes. If you come back a, a year later or two years later, it's going to be a complete different experience. That's so cool. That is so cool. I assume that. Uh, you're not planning on getting out of the business anytime soon. No, we have too much fun doing that. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you think uh, you'll pass it on to your daughter? 
you know, my daughter, uh, I take her to work with me, uh, you know, sometimes. But 5 o'clock rolls around and I'm ready to go home. She wants to stay. <laughs> <laughs> she, she keeps talking about, when I grow up, I'm going to work in the uh, in the food area. <laughs> that is I'm neat. Gonna, I'm going to sell the tickets. <laughs> and, I, and, and getting to, you know, play with her grandparents constantly has got to be great for her. Oh, yeah. At least with the... When, when, you know, she comes to work with me. Grandma and Grandpa are there. Her cousins are there. Aunt and uncles are there. There's, you know, playgrounds for her to play at. You know, she'll hop on the train and go for a, a train ride. I mean, she has a ton of fun when she's at the place. Well, now, does so, she have to buy a ticket to get on the train ride? No, no. Every Everything is included. Once uh, once you come to the museum, you pay the, uh, the general admission fee, which we keep very reasonable. It's only $14 for adults. Twelve dollars for seniors and nine dollars for kids, and once you're that's paid, everything's included. Uh, wow! You know the train rides, every everything's all included. That is so neat. That is so neat. How about without pressing too hard? Uh, what kind of uh, volume do you do? And I, I know your car business, uh, buying and selling of cars, is 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 the main thing. But from the museum standpoint, and and have you seen your crowds increase or is there a cutback with the cost of fuel of getting there um the crowds have increased because we've changed our uh, our displays um you know back when uh, you know probably late 90s early 2000 it, there was nothing but men walking around the place and now it's complete families we see a lot of women coming you know pushing strollers that you know there's not even a guy in the, in the group um so Attendance has gone up, and it's, it's just because it, it op- we opened up to a bigger demographic. Brian, we've got about 30 seconds. You want to give us uh, one takeaway and, and uh, tell people where they can find you? Well, the best thing to do is you know, hop onto our website. There's a lot of information on there. Uh, give yourself some time because there's a, a, a lot to look through on our website. You're not going to click on and be off of it within uh, within a minute. Give yourself half an hour. <laughs> But uh, if you go to volocars.com, and we also do have a Facebook page, uh, actually two of them, we've got the Volo Museum Auto Sales, if you're interested in buying and selling. And then we have Volo Auto Museum, which is uh, the museum part of it, and all the entertainment, our special events and that. So look at our you know, social media and our website. That's the uh, best three tools we got out there. And I want to thank Brian Grams for uh, coming on, getting up early to be on uh, the Classic Car Show. And uh, hopefully... Um, Next time we do this, we'll get uh, maybe we can get your brother to be in with you too, and and uh, we'll get the two experts on cars in here talking about cars as well. So, Brian, thank you very much for this Saturday morning. You've made my day. It, it's exciting hearing your voice talking about your museum, the Volo Auto uh, Car Museum in Volo, Illinois. So, thank you very much. Thank you much for having me this morning. Now I get to go to work. Now you got to go to work. But look at all the fun you'll have. (laughs) See you later. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. This is Donna Fiducia, former anchor at the Fox News Channel, and now co-host of Cowboy Logic Radio. And you're listening to America's Web Radio.